Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyride podcast. I'm so excited to be having on two fabulous guests today. They are the hosts of the Stellar Cycles podcast, which is a podcast for women about their hormones, reproductive cycles, fertility, and more. So please welcome Alina Sauza and Eva Brown. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank thanks you for, for thanks for inviting us, Rebecca. Um, I was so stoked when you reached out and you're like, wait, I haven't had you on my podcast yet. Sign up. So I signed up right away. And this is going to be a really cool conversation, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, so Alina and I met what feels like forever ago. It was probably only a few months ago, but we met. She reached out about doing a human design chart reading with me. And we vibed, we connected. She told me all about her podcast, which I think at the time you were either just starting, like, I think it was beginning stages, right? A few months into it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So I've seen it grown and it's grown for sure. I mean, the graphics and the content and what you guys talk about, like, it truly is not only such an interesting show, but a show that's needed. Like, I've never seen a show like this before. Wow, that's chills. Yeah, we both have chills right now. That's uh, amazing to hear. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, we we got the idea for the show when we were in Italy last year. And I think I was going through some sort of period stuff. I was, like, not in the mood, you know, and just, like, and also having to deal with, like, you know, family and all these other people on the trip itineraries plans and I remember like the only person that I could talk to about how I was feeling and like have this excuse of the period was Eva Mm -hmm. and when we like started talking about these things we were like okay I think more women would tap into this conversation if we were to post it because there's so much that has to do with our cycles and the different phases that we're in that like when you start understanding that like okay you were on this trip you were in your let's say luteal phase you were like a week before your period that's why everything was so difficult Mm. yeah and we kind of like started getting more and more into that researching it more and in February is when we started the Stellar Cycles podcast to bring this information to more women and help them optimize their lives amazing During that time, what I feel like was so important is not only realizing that you're in your luteal phase, so everything was a little bit more stressful and harder because that's part of it. But then also when you transferred over into your menstrual cycle, it was so interesting to see like comments from people that are so natural for us as society to say, to say things like, don't let your period be an excuse or that's, um, oh, she's moody because her period and like, or you should just power through it, power through it. Oh my God. That's that's the best one. (laughs) When did society like turn against, you know, a woman's natural way of being and kind of like make us feel bad for these things when it's so powerful and people rejoice when we're in our ovulation cycle or a follicular phase, but then we don't get like any credit or help when we're in this other part of our cycle that we can't Mm -hmm. do anything about Mm -hmm. I think a very defining moment for me and I actually haven't told this story on our show or anybody else's show but there's a specific moment on the trip where like I was in a lot of pain I was like you know not doing great and I was sitting with between my mother and my new husband and this was like a post-wedding trip and we were sitting at the table with his parents his sister like this big family situation I love my mom so much. We have such a good relationship, but she could tell that I was like, 
you know, what was going on with me. And she leans over me to my new husband. She goes, don't ever let that be an excuse for her. And I felt so betrayed that a woman would like, because mm-hmm. already guys have a negative connotation when it comes to periods. They think that we can't handle things when we're on our periods, we're in a mood. But I just felt such shock and betrayal in that moment that my mom as a woman would like turn to my new husband who like, yeah. who, who we're trying, no, to, normally, train, who we're trying to train and who like <laughs> normally supports me and like, you know, yes. makes space for that time of the month. It was just, it was so shocking and so painful that she would like say that. And also in front of everybody. Right. Uh, but that was really the moment that I was like, Eva, we have to change the conversation. Yes. We have to change the conversation. We have to, number one, make it more um, common and comfortable to talk about since it is something that almost every woman of reproductive age goes through. So to maintain it as this like secret or like to even hide men away from the realities of menstruation periods reproductive cycles I think that just does a disservice to everybody so we were our hope with starting stellar cycles was that if we can get the conversation going and put it in a more like palatable palatable appetizing normalize normalize it hello yeah and also share period (laughs) good at the end of it you know that they can make it work for them so that was kind of, um, yeah, I've never told that story before because it is kind of like tough and it, it doesn't at all like describe me and my mother's relationship, but it was just in that one moment that it was like, yeah. wow, this is really how people think about this stuff and we got to make it different for ourselves. And I can only imagine how triggering that must have been for sure. Yeah. So let's backtrack a little bit. So you're in Italy. I'm assuming you're in Italy for your wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're in Italy for your wedding. You guys are best friends, I'm assuming. So now you have created this podcast about together. Okay, perfect. So you come together and you're like, okay, we need to normalize this. We need to, you know, shift the narrative, really just like open this, this conversation to people. Do you have like the knowledge of this? Because I know that Alina, you have a medical background. So like, let's talk about the like the element of being comfortable to talk about this and the science and the logic about it, because you, you guys do have the science behind it. And it's not just like, okay, we're just two girls talking about our experience, you know? Yes. Yes. So there was quite a bit of like initial, like research and years up until this point. That's the only reason why we could talk about those things. No one else would hear us ramble about the subjects, but we eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. So The way that that happened, like you said, yes, I do have an ultrasound kind of medical background, whereas Eva, she she has done a lot of independent study and a lot of independent research with her health, um, energy work, mm-hmm. all of these different t- human design, uh, all these different areas, and has kind of taken it upon herself to learn these things, whereas I kind of fell into it by way of like being in school for it and then finding it interesting. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, and especially when I started to work in the hospitals in the ultrasound field, I really started to see quite how many women were coming in for uterine issues, ovarian issues, period issues, um, you know, obviously struggling to get pregnant. We know that fertility is such a big thing in the country now. So it was then that I was like, whoa, we're lucky enough to know this information and it feels like more and more natural to us the more that we practice it but people out here they literally have no idea they're not taught it in schools 
the most that they're taught in sex ed at schools is either abstinence or use a condom at best, you know, but girls are literally not taught about their cycle at all. Even, even in college, unless you go into a very specific like medical field, you're not going to learn that stuff. Yeah. So, um, me being in the field a few years and then I started getting more information about just the female hormonal system. So hearing something on a podcast, reading a book, a uh, woman code by Elisa Vitti really opened our eyes to like, whoa, this stuff really works for people. You can really optimize and adjust your lifestyle in such a way that like your period doesn't debilitate your life. So it was about, I would say about a, over a year now that we've really been like researching this stuff and like making content for the podcast out of our research. I think where our knowledge really marries very well is in your your knowledge that you have from ultrasound and from working and being in that field. And then my Eastern medicine knowledge, which that came into play when my dad had cancer. So I'm learning how to heal all these things for 10 years almost. And then leaning mostly into Eastern medicine and realizing that everything is um, rooted in the body. All the emotions that we carry, our body's always speaking to us. So then when Alina would start to talk to me about a woman's body and how the womb works and the uterus, I started to realize all of these issues that she's coming back and seeing in the hospital that women are are struggling with is rooted in a lot of like locked trauma that we might have in our womb or emotion even simple emotions that we're not sharing we're not vocalizing because over centuries women have been oppressed they're they're um them vocalizing how they feel has been looked at as um like no one would Everyone, like, what did they say about women? They would say, um, women should be seen, not heard, was like yeah. an old an old saying back in the day. And then you look at all the womb issues we have now, and when you know about um, Eastern medicine, you realize that those emotions lock in and create um, bigger issues. Disease, mm-hmm. chronic disease. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Really all the things. Something. I've been working with a holistic practitioner for two and a half years, And I mean, the entire experience has changed my life in every aspect, not just physically, but spiritually, mentally, like it's changed my period. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I've found, especially in women is, oh, it's just like this, like, oh, during my period, like it's so painful and I'm bleeding so much and like this and that. And like, that's not what you should be experiencing. Yes, there are some, some symptoms that yes, we do all experience, but also, it's just changing the narrative from normalizing these these really horrible symptoms, because, again, people are not, you know, really working through the traumas and the blocks and the emotions and like all of these things that you just spoke about. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, too, like women are just told, like when we're told to expect our period, when we're told to expect pregnancy, childbirth, like that's going to suck and you're going to have a miserable time. And, you know, for some people, that is very much their reality. But it doesn't I just see like that. It doesn't have to be like that. I just wonder how differently things would be if like, let's say if if moms were, you know, first, first of all, comfortable and had good self-esteem with their bodies, then they would be able to end the knowledge. Right. The education is another component, but then they would be able to teach their little girls and also little boys. Right. Because we also want to like normalize the conversation. But teaching like the little girl that when you do get this, this will be your special time. This is like a time to take off from other things. Like don't you don't have to like push through it, you know, like all that language, but just kind of like. I guess what I'm trying to say is like my period started changing when I started changing my thoughts and my attitude towards my own uterus. Mm-hmm. So, so 
let's say when I used to have bad periods, I would think bad thoughts about my uterus, how much I hated my period, how I couldn't wait for it to be over, how it was going to be so painful and miserable. But then somewhere along the lines, I got some information from a womb practitioner on Instagram. It was like, start by thinking nice thoughts towards your womb, massaging it when it's that time, kind of like helping it do its job. And when I started doing that, every like things did start to change. It's wow. kind of wild. My it feels everything. the energy. Yeah. Well, everything in life is energy, right? And then every, I don't know, um, everything is energy. But also when we think about like our relationship with men, our relationship with money, our relationship with ourselves, with our period, it's all a relationship and we have to nurture and care for that relationship. Wow. So yeah, I totally get that when our period comes and we're like, fuck, here it is again. I'm going to like turn into a raging bitch. And I'm going to be bleeding and I'm not going to be any fun. Like I want to go. Yeah, that's how a lot of people perceive this time of the month. But I've really been actively working on changing my mindset where it used to be like, you know, F for like two weeks. You know, it's not even just the period. It's a week before. It's a premenstrual days where I'm like, okay, my back's hurting, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is like such a beautiful gift that my body gets to experience. So why don't I shift the way that I'm viewing my body and I swear my period has changed so much in addition to all of the like lifestyle things that I do and nutrition and this and that so I totally agree with you and for the people who are having miserable periods because we've all been there it's just a sign that your body's sending you that hey maybe you could tighten up some things in your lifestyle maybe you could optimize a few things here and there and that's literally what our podcast is full of you know so it's like if you're dealing with this like do this at this certain time like eat these foods maybe don't push yourself to do this crazy exercise when you are a week before your period and you your back is hurting you don't have to go as hard as you did like two weeks ago and had all that energy right it's learning how to relieve the symptoms in the moment but also preventing them uh, that part the following month Mm -hmm. right yeah it's a good mix of that and two I think what I have learned about my period is I I mean I've been in the health and wellness field for such a long time and I coach women so people will naturally come to me and say like hey what exercises should I do what should I eat blah 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 and I tell them one there's so much incredible knowledge and information out there like a podcast like yours where people can go to but for me it's a very intuitively led process. Like I've learned so much about my body throughout the past few years. Like I've learned just, I naturally don't want to be doing hit workouts and crazy strength training workouts on the first day of my period. Like, yes, I still like to move. I have felt for my body. And that's another thing. My body is completely different from your guys's body. So what works for me does not work for you. But again, it's like, there's, there's so much synergy here. Like it makes so much sense why people give you that advice of like lower impact workouts, like do the at-home Pilates, just go for a nice walk, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into the, the cycles of your period. Like how long, what do they mean? What does that mean for your skin? Like maybe some tips and tricks on what to eat, um, all that kind of good stuff. So there's four phases, um, starting with menstrual, going into follicular, then then into um oh my goodness what is the next one ovulatory thank you and then the teal we end in the winter yeah so those are kind of the main four that we always kind of base our episodes and all of our information on you know 
everything always reverts back to like, this is for your menstrual phase, this is for your follicular phase. Now, I think there's been like, let's clear up the the confusion between phase and cycle. Because a lot of the times you'll hear a woman say, oh, I'm on my cycle right now. And what she means to say is she's actively menstruating, she's on her period, but you're actually on your cycle all the time because the cycle is continuous, right? Mm-hmm. So just the menstrual part of the cycle is what they're talking about, right? So first, the your cycle starts when your period starts. That like clears your slate. You got a new month coming. You didn't okay. get pregnant last month. Menstrual day, day one of your, of your bleed. That's also how they count it in the, um, like in the medical field when they can't like date pregnancies and all these things. Now, a lot of the times, you know, menstrual duration um, varies for a lot of people, but it'll be around three to seven days typically. And then you're heading into your follicular phase. Once your uterine lining is done being shed through your period, your new eggs are starting to grow for the next ovulation cycle. Ovulation usually happens like midway through your cycle, about two weeks after your period. So during this follicular phase, after the menstrual phase, that your body is focused on growing those little eggs. We as women, um, like men are, they're constantly producing sperm. As women, we're born with all of the eggs that we're ever going to have in our life. So when we hit puberty, that's when those eggs start like maturing in the follicles, growing, popping out of ovulation. And if they don't get used or like fertilized, then we just, our body discards it. So follicular phase, you're having a lot of energy because you're like, you're coming off of your period. You have a new month. We always talk about the analogy of like a full fuel, fuel, full tank of fuel, Mm -hmm. right? So Start of your month, you have a full tank of fuel, you're ready to go. A lot of women are feeling a lot more energetic, a lot more social, and especially leading out of the follicular now into your ovulatory phase. When it's in your when you're in your ovulatory phase, those are those like that fertile period. You know, if you use a cycle tracking app, it'll like kind of show you like where your fertile period might be or fertile phase in the middle of your cycle. And that's usually when the body is like ready to release that egg. You're in your prime time of like looking the best you're ever going to look in the month because all the atoms in your body like shift to make you more attractive and help you find a mate. And yeah, pheromones are popping. Pheromones are popping. You're magnetic. People are way more attracted to you. Whether more energy. Yeah, you have energy. Yes. So we always um, we always like to plan our like heavier social events or like. And your speech improves too. So if you're having to give a speech or give like a TED talk or come on a podcast or something, or even have an important conversation with someone, your ovulatory week is going to be the best time to do that. Wow. I am blown away. I'm like, okay, watch me after this episode, just like rescheduling everything on my calendar. <laughs> you literally do. We, that's how we live our lives now. And it's so great because we don't run into like this resistance of like, oh, like I'm at maybe 3% and now I have to get in front of all these people and present a meeting, you know? We just don't yes. do that anymore because we just. And wow. so then ovulation, you're about halfway through your month, right? And after ovulation, your little egg pops out, you know, whether or not it's fertile, if it's fertilized, you're going to have a pregnancy later on. But if it's not fertilized, you are going to feel a dip in energy because, our hormones are always playing at like various ratios. We have five different hormones as women. And we talk about those extensively on our podcast. And we even have a little bit of testosterone that gives us our energy and drive and, and sex drive as well. Mm-hmm. But after the ovulatory phase, 
comes the luteal phase. And that's the longest one. That's like the second half of your cycle, usually about two weeks. The first week, you, you still have a bit of energy. But then it's that next week, like the week before your period, the later latest part of the luteal phase is where you start getting the symptoms, the cravings, the migraines, the bloating, maybe fatigue. You're, I, I noticed that I put on more weight in that phase too. And that's really yeah, interesting. You, when you start tracking that, you're like, oh, okay. So that's when I'm bigger or you're hungrier. You, you're just talking yes. more. Mm-hmm. Eat 300 more calories during that phase anyway, preparing for Mm -hmm. your period. And that's another thing that's been cool to learn too, that in your luteal phase, like don't feel bad about the cravings because your body needs more calories during that time, just point blank period. So because you're going to be literally burning 30 to 40% of your daily energy when you are on your period. That's why we get so tired. That's why we, you know, we don't have that much energy reserve. So Fuel and nutrition, hugely important during the luteal phase to prepare for the period. If you're not, and we've seen this in our own lives, if we're not eating correctly the week before our period, it's a mess when it comes. And we call the period the report card. So Mm -hmm. when the report card comes, how did we do the month prior? Mm -hmm. And it will tell us. Yeah. (laughs) So you said that you're burning 30 to 40 percent is that on your actual period or in like the pms stage on your actual period yes so when your body is pushing out the blood and your uterus is contracting with the cramps and getting all of that out of there it takes 30 to 40 percent of your daily energy to work on that process wow and then women expected to go to work and like operate on the same level that they were operating on regular or ovulatory phase no yeah it's so, I mean, it's, I say it's so crazy. It's not so crazy, but like, it's not. if you could just sync this up, like as a business owner, like I've, I have a mentor who, you know, says that she really syncs up her cycle to, to doing her work. And like, when are the most potent times for her to be, you know, engaging and being creative and like on her shit. And then it's, you know, tied up with like the moon phase. Like my period literally came almost a week later from this full moon because it affected me so deeply And then I was in a wedding and I basically, it's so funny because I texted my friend. I'm like, Jamie, you will not believe this. This is the bride. I was here. You were in California for the wedding. Yes. I was in Newport Beach for the wedding. But my, so I tracked my cycle and I was supposed to get it on Tuesday. And I know if I, if it says that it's coming on Tuesday, it will usually come about two to three days later. So I expected it to come Thursday, Friday. And I'm like, okay, you're either going to get this period, Rebecca, Thursday or Friday, because I will not have it during the wedding weekend. It it wasn't even a question. It was a statement. I kid you not. When I walked in from the reception within five minutes, I got my period that Sunday night. Wow. But it held off for you. Oh, uh, I I told you it was not a question. It was a statement. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be bleeding like throughout this weekend. Like, can you imagine when I'm, I was part of the bridal party. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it's all connected. It's so wild. And it just like you said, like, I think society is so conditioned to think that as women, we just need to power through and like go to work. And I think every day, thank God, thank God I work for myself because mm-hmm. I have just gotten so used to, and it's beyond just like giving into your feminine energy. It's like, no, as a woman, like there are some days where I simply just can't. And that's that. <laughs> like, I simply just can't. <laughs> no. Can't and can't, don't want to. Exactly. But it's taken, you know, a lot of deconditioning from myself to like really just block out this noise of like needing to power through and always create. And like, even with myself and my workouts and knowing very intuitively, just 
what I need, what I don't. Because when you really think about it, oh my gosh, we have like a week of being our, our sparkliest, like most juicy and prime potent energy. That's crazy. Out of a month? Two weeks. Yeah. Two-ish. Your luteal phase yeah. is pretty cool though too, yeah. because that's when you're going to get most of your tasks done. And we've tracked this a lot in our own cycles I get the most amount of work done actually in my luteal phase because I'm so I'm not social and Mm -hmm. I'm very diligent about getting my entire to-do list done another interesting thing is the ratio of hormones right because it's different in each phase when you're in your luteal phase the levels of progesterone and progesterone is a really great hormone that our body is naturally make it's a calming hormone it's a stress reduction hormone it's great for your hair skin nails um and so the calm, cool, yes, during my luteal phase. Yes. So when you're in your luteal phase, those higher levels of progesterone, they will literally make you notice things that you didn't notice before. So you're kind of in this like administrative vibe where you're like, I got to cross off all these things before the next cycle starts. Like you have this very like energy of completion on almost and yeah. during your luteal phase and also nesting. You really want to make your house nice for when you do have your period. So you're not having to run out and get your yes. beet juice or your, um, right. Whatever you're, you need, you know, you're really, um, in a space of, um, you're, like your, your rest and digest, your parasympathetic nervous system is really starting to kick on. And now in that relaxed state, I feel like it's easier to, um, to meditate, to see all the things because you're slowing down a little bit, you're just becoming more focused on what really does matter. And you're preparing for to go into your winter, which is your period. Because we talk about the phases okay, and the seasons. Yeah, we didn't even mention the seasons. I kind of got it, but go ahead and walk me through like it. That. Yeah. So like menstrual phase, like Eva said, is your winter time. And that's, it's a very inward time. You know, when you're on your period, yeah, you might have to be around people, but your desire is just to kind of be alone, you know, and like kind of get through it. And that's just the reality of winter, you know? And this is the purpose of this is it helps us um, reflect inside. So that's the time when we're suggesting to do shadow work, to do Mm -hmm. meditations, to reflect on your month and see what worked for you, what didn't. And I think, too, um, because, like, you know, in ancient times, like, menstruating women and, like, menstruating blood had a lot of, like, power. So um, we are, like, they say, like, the veil between, like, the physical and, like, the non-physical world is thinner when you are on your period. So you are able to get better downloads. You can, like, meditate more clearly. And, yeah, it's just, like, a really great time to take advantage of, like, our, like, supernatural powers, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, that's so interesting that you say that because I got my period like, okay, super late Sunday, Monday. And it's, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we're in a crazy retrograde season right now. Mercury's in retrograde. And I swear this week, I'm like, I am a different human being. I'm on my period right now. I'm almost at the end of it. But like the downloads, like just the connection to myself, this, I really feel like that veil is just so much brighter and clearer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that like in the, uh, because like I grew up, I was raised Christian and I always remember like reading in the Bible that like the women would always get sent outside of the city walls to like chill and for like their entire menstrual week, they were considered dirty. They were not like allowed to be with the men or even inside the city. But I told Eva, I was like, dude, they were probably having a freaking ball of a time out there. Just all girls, no men, no kids, just vibing, probably doing their little rituals and like how dope yeah I would love it send me out yeah girl send me out let's let's start these retreats I'm ready 
Yeah, 100% <laughs> great for sure. Well, okay. That's right. so, cool. <laughs> so, that's, so that's the winter phase. It's all about like retreating. It's kind of giving me Mercury and retrograde vibes, like introspection, going inwards, being by, being by yourself. So that's the winter phase. Then comes the follicular. Yeah, okay. and follicular. And this also really helps um, when you're thinking in terms of food. So thinking of what food to eat for each phase. So in the winter time, let's say people are eating a lot of soups, they're eating stews, they're eating more like nourishing things. That's exactly what you need during your menstrual phase too, because your body is losing so much of its blood and minerals, nutrients. So it's super important to like kind of eat those like winter warming foods. Next, when you move into your spring phase, follicular phase, foods are we doing for spring phase? Light foods like leafy greens. Um, what are some other? A lot of raw. Eating? I mean, pineapple at that time. A lot of raw food. Um, Energy giving foods. Yes, yeah, <gasps> salads, of course. Another and sunflower seeds. Yeah, another thing that we love to talk about for follicular phase is carbs are not your enemy. So, like in your follicular phase, you're using a lot of energy. So you do need the like. Pasta is fine. Rye is fine. Like if you, if you like that type of stuff, like do not think that, yeah, do not think that like you need to stay away from that because those, those carbs will give you like what you need to keep running all day basically. And your A kind of needs it because you move into your ovulatory phase and that's where it's summertime when you actually don't, you'll notice you don't need to eat as much. You just naturally have a lot of um, energy. You're eating like lighter, Mm -hmm. but um, still avocados during your ovulatory phase because you want a lot of healthy fats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then luteal phase is just like harvesty. We're talking like grounding foods. So you're thinking like pumpkins, squash, sweet potatoes, just anything that's like on the ground because rooted, rooted. Because we, if we don't like pay attention to what's going on in our luteal phase, we can get like really like floaty up here, emotional, um, sometimes like projective, you know, but like the grounding foods really do help ground you down during the luteal phase. Another tip too is for people who are feeling like emotion, like emotionally heightened during their luteal phase and like overwhelmed, put that into creativity, like channel that into like making something or creating something instead of like butting heads with people in your life. It's, it would be a lot yeah, better. I found paper mache really soothes me. Um, there's this one time I did this boot and I put mache over it and I was just, I was so into it. Uh, something like that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do something wow. with your hands. Yeah. This is so, like a full-time job, just being a damn woman. It, it is. And that's why we want people to respect mm-hmm. it. People want us to you know, be beautiful and be these yeah. soft-loving women. But it takes a lot of work to be a nurturing and grounded woman, not only on ourselves, but yeah. on, on our outside too, gifting this world with all this beauty mm-hmm. and design. And I'll tell you too, like, I feel a lot more like well-rounded and like more of like a complete person living in this way and like really taking each season of my cycle for what it is and knowing that like, hey, if I feel super shitty today, guess what? I'm not gonna in three days. This is going to be over, you know, rather than being locked into it and being like, this is forever, you know. Um, I also think too that the whole undertone of this is like, not to bring like women empowerment because I think women are very, very empowered. I think we've just forgotten where it lies. And like, we've been allowed, we've been, we've been swallowing everything that we've been told, but it's like, no, we're powerful as shit. And like this cycle, just like talking about this reiterates it, right? Like what our bodies are able to do just to be able to produce life. Like we are very, very powerful. I mean, like women used to be what burned at the stake and drowned because they could do math. Like, you know what I mean? So 
Wow. Sorry. The, math isn't mathing. <laughs> the math isn't mathing. <laughs> so true. We are such powerful, powerful creatures, powerful beings. So I want to know how the both of you, like one, how do you track your cycle? What apps do you suggest? How do you like run your business? Because are you guys on your you know, are you in the phases at the same time? Like, what does that look like really incorporating this work into your everyday life? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your favorite apps? How do you do it? Yeah. So I do mine on, on three different apps. Um, just because I like to. So one on my health app on Apple, I track it there. And then also I track it on this app called 28 Days which I love using. And the reason why I do multiple is because like some of them aren't necessarily like completely accurate, but I like them for different reasons. So 28, I like because it shows you what type of food you should eat, gives you recipe ideas. And I I like the interface of it. It's cute. You you log on. It says you are in your your ovulatory phase and it'll be orange with the sun. You're in your butterfly phase or in your tiger phase. Health app is where I go and I put the actual day and then that's where I'm like manually tracking it and knowing where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how I plan my week is on basically on my calendar. And I use, I'm kind of married to this grocery guide that we have. Um, we It's a free download that we've created. And on this uh, guide is where I'm finding out what food I should eat. And then I'm planning my day, my week ahead. All the groceries that I order, I get them shipped to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then and like, what about your, like your work calendar? Oh, my work cycle? calendar. I do book all of my important meetings and bigger events around my ovulatory phase, follicular as well. Luteal. You know, what I've noticed is actually just kind of naturally happens for me, you know, after a few cycles, it just yeah. naturally, like literally your life will align to, to it. It's oh something God, I literally cannot wait to work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. I think if you just do, just do the the minimum of knowing where you're at and eat as well as you can to that cycle that you're in, the phase that you're in. But other everything else will kind of naturally align. Like your energy is going to raise, your frequency is going to be higher. And then I think when you reach that level, um, the universe is working with you. So every element, every phone call, like I don't even need to like have important like you know sometimes you need to make important phone calls I don't even need to make them I swear the person will just call me like everything Mm -hmm. will just naturally happen it's in receiving mode that's what yeah you're just open to it that's all we want to get back to as women that's all we want to get back to and another thing too you know give me a moment this because I had a train of thought and I lost it you're talking about oh yeah how everything aligns we like to always remind our listeners in our podcast that like for someone who like doesn't know any of this, like this is a lot of information, right? And don't at all be overwhelmed or discouraged by having to make all of these changes at the same time. That's just not feasible. You Like taking anything from zero to a hundred is just not going to work, right? But it's like the little things. We both started off with making little tiny tweaks, okay? Like this week, Am I in my menstrual week? Okay, let me add a little bit more beets to my meals. I'm not changing my entire like diet, but I'm adding in a little bit here. Okay, moving into follicular phase. Okay, I should be doing more cardio. I don't like cardio. Let me see if I like it a little more during this phase. Turns out I do, you know? So like just little things here and there, when you start mastering like bits and pieces of it, then you can add on more. Then you can be like, okay, like let me try to change my entire breakfast now. Or you know what I'm saying? 
Just yeah. little. For everything in life. I, I tell my clients the same thing because sometimes it's just this like influx of information. And I'm like, there's no need to get overwhelmed. We don't need to flip our life upside down. And I definitely felt that way by learning more about Eastern medicine and basically how everything's like, you know, meant to hurt us and the, the whole thing. So we have to take it one step at a time. And I, I liked that example of just like adding something in, like adding beets into your meals. It's not like, okay, I need to like change around my entire work schedule and like reschedule these yeah. things. It's simply just adding these little bits and pieces in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, seriously, like Eva said, after, uh, after a few cycles of like being intentional about like where you're placing your social events, where you're placing your commitments, like where you're really wanting to get in and do deep work, right? Like during the luteal phase, when you like are intentional about that for a couple months, truly things do start lining up and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that all of like all of my guests came to visit while I was in my ovulatory phase when it was a good time for me to be a host. And it's like, oh, and now things have quieted down. I'm in my luteal phase. Like people don't need me as much right now. It's it's kind of interesting. It's really freaking cool. It's kind of like witchcraft. It is. <laughs> I mean, I love the term cycle syncing because it really, like, I don't think we realize it when we started, yeah. but it really is syncing your entire life. And women are just naturally are so magical and so powerful. And everything that we're doing is working with, with the world, like what the world has already given us, right? Coming from the earth and um, tuning ourselves to nature and to what nature feeds us, to um, being grateful for them, being grateful for ourselves and um, really just honoring a woman's body, right? Because we truly we give life and we're the only, mm-hmm. you know, just like mother nature, it can um, grow a tree and then it can also feed the feed the earth as well with the fruit. And women are the same thing. And I think once we start to realize how sacred we really are and we honor that, then the entire world will elevate. Mm-hmm. Men will start mm-hmm. to reflect what we are, how we're honoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. Men will reflect and honor us in the same way. And they'll also start honoring childbearing in the same way. Yes. Um, it's the most powerful thing. It's like, no one would be alive if it wasn't for a woman birthing all of you. We're literal portals and somewhere along the lines, like it just became this thing that like, oh, like a girl is only like valuable if she's like, you know, young and sexy, but as soon as as she becomes a mom, cast her to the side. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a fucked notion where it's like no like this woman like literally brought a human life into the world and now she's like worth less than like a supermodel like that's stupid you know yeah so I think it's important for both genders now to start stepping into where we honor each other yes. we understand and understand that it's a balance yeah and also honoring yeah. men for what they're good for right I love to Sporting say that <laughs> Behind every great man is an amazing woman and behind every great woman is amazing men, right? Or supportive fathers, supportive brothers, um, great best friends, business partners, and lovers and husbands, you know, it kind of takes both. Mm-hmm. And men get to be great in what they're great in mm-hmm. and women get to be great in what they're great in. Mm-hmm. And if we love what we're the opposite about each other, mm-hmm. instead of trying to drag it down, like, oh, women aren't this or women can't think or women shouldn't do math. Okay, well, you know, men, you guys don't give great hugs, you know, like I wouldn't want <laughs> Yeah, come and talk on the outfit, yeah like, like and we love these things and you start to look around yes. the world and you realize the countries that are the most abundant are the ones that um support women and they're not oppressing them and the countries that are not very abundant women are being oppressed mm-hmm. and because what women bring to the table is beauty and it's very much mm-hmm. it's beauty nurturing and very loving and i think once we start to marry these elements together the world will shift yeah i just want to say that like 
going back to like emotions, um, I just think like any woman that's oppressed, repressed, any kind of pressed, any type of any kind of press is gonna have a womb issue and like uh I don't know where I read this but it said something like you can tell the health of a nation by the health of its women mm-hmm. so good Ooh. so if your women aren't healthy like how are the the kids and the people that they're going to be bringing yeah. through themselves going to be healthy you know like kids take everything from their mom their gut yeah. health their calcium their bones their hair where you're, the state of your DNA where it's out at that time and whether if it's um environmentally active or where your DNA was at because of emotions mm-hmm. right that goes into the baby and then that gene now will be activated and live on until that baby cures whatever sort of generational curse or trauma was lying within mm-hmm. in the bloodline before and this is all like I know it sounds woo woo but this is all DNA and science mm-hmm. fact it's wild yeah it's not woo woo yeah. it's science <laughs> like yeah. Science is weird to think to some people, I guess. World made it so easy. It's like the sun. I I always love saying this analogy so much because the sun runs on a 24-hour cycle like the male's hormone cycle and a woman's runs on a 28-day like the moon's. So it's like everything is set up to show us this polarity exists. Wow. I love that. I just learned about myself that I'm a Gemini moon and I'm like literally ruled by the moon. Oh. I I feel so I mean I love the sun like I'm a sun girly but there's just something about the moon like just I feel like my inner soul just like comes to life and just hearing you say that like wow I really am so interested in really really tracking my cycle now and like seeing how it's going to expand myself and my life in every single way but also I think for all of the perfectionists out there like me who love the structure and the order just to like give yourself grace because every week needs something different from you like just a different Mm -hmm. side of you needs to come out and to not push yourself I mean there is for sure a time to push yourself and to hustle and to grind but it's definitely not all the time that's for damn sure men can do that all the time we can't like your hormones are stable some days we can't Men are literally built for stress. Their mm-hmm. bodies can't handle it. Their hormones, because they're the same every day, they can do the same thing. They can um, take on strenuous activity. But for a woman, they can even eat the same not. thing all month. Yeah, it would affect our um, the um, our egg too, right? Which would not um, it wouldn't bear the best uh, offspring. Which I love this quote so much from that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very powerful. we really hope the girlies have a lot to take away from this and for sure for sure for sure I would love to hear are there any like besides the cycle tracking apps any products any brands any specific I mean we've already kind of talked about foods but like things that you have incorporated in your life that has dramatically and drastically changed your period We'll talk about some of those things. The Our recommendations can also be found on our Instagram. We're always making graphics with like, and we tag all the brands and everything so people know exactly where to find them. Um, for me, bone broth has helped a lot. Mm. Having bone broth in the morning when I wake up before I eat anything. What Wait, do- quick, little, quick little side note about the bone broth. One of the episodes is coming to mind where you talked about someone mixed something with bone broth. And yes. it's a little nasty, but I was like, huh. 
Uh, yeah. So my esthetician, so she, she gets the bone broth that's like not flavored, right? So it doesn't really yeah. have a taste to it. So then she'll warm it up and she'll put cocoa into it and that'll be her hot that chocolate. Mm. Interesting. I've never seen an unflavored bone broth. It's either just chicken or beef. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's, I think she does do the beef one, but it's just plain beef. So it's not, doesn't okay. have like the spicy or cause I get like a okay. lemongrass Thai because it Got has it. a okay. spice to it. But yeah, that's just what I mean, like a plain flavor. Got it. Thanks, Adam. I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast too. If that cocoa powder is over 72% dark chocolate, you will get added benefits by increasing your stem cells by a significant amount. They did this study at um, the San Francisco College. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cocoa different than cacao, right? Because I'm a big cacao advocate. Well, it should be cacao. Cacao, cacao powder, 72%. Yeah. And, and Cocoa, I think, is more of like that sweet, like Hershey's hot chocolate mix that they use. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Bone broth. Love bone broth. Any other? sugar in the water before you eat. Mm-hmm. Or and if you if you have a pro- like problem doing something like that because it's mm-hmm. maybe hard to remember, if you just drink a really large glass in the morning of uh, water and I put lemon, apple cider vinegar, and salt, so I get my electrolytes, my minerals, and everything, um, and I'll do a pretty big liter of that in the morning. And I intermittent fat. I've been practicing with that for about two months now, so it's also a way that I get all my minerals before my next meal. Um, another, another, um, product. So I'm like looking at our, our recommendations that we've already posted, but one, um, major change that we have made is switching. Um, I know people will think that this literally doesn't matter, but it so does switching your period products, whether you use tampons, pads, there's really like no wrong one. It's just whatever works for you, but just make sure you're getting organic because they do spray the cotton with chemicals and stuff. And then using that inside your body for like years and years and years does lead to disease Mm -hmm. and also the plastic applicators too like you really don't know like what's in that plastic our we were talking about this earlier like our vagina is the most like absorbent part of our body so um I found these flow organic tampons and they're the applicators are made with sugar cane so it's like really really cool Interesting. Yeah, I that's another thing that I noticed within my body, a drastic change. I don't know why I'm like, oh my God, Rebecca, like I haven't taken over the counter medicine in two and a half years. I'm like the Eastern medicine girly. And for some reason, up until recently, I was using just regular schmegular you know, sport. Oh my God. The symptoms that subsided in my body. Like I've never gotten huge cramping in my stomach, but I would get horrible back pain and like tender breasts and like all the things. I mean, like 50% totally wild. I would say that's honestly the biggest recommendation that we can make right now. All the other stuff that we talk about as far as the podcast is like personal favorites, like the Amazon, like wrist scrunchies, you know, for washing your face or like makeup that we're using. Eva's always on a hunt for like finding the cleanest, best makeup. Always. So she's just always bringing those in. best anything. I just don't let anything non-organic like touch my life. <laughs> my, yeah. my mattress, the organic, Alina just got on the organic yeah. mattress, mm-hmm. um, it's like our train that I'm on. Our bodies absorb so much over yeah. the course of our life. Your skin, especially. Yeah, skin totally. Is- and the skin is the biggest organ in the body. So it just makes. Just so sense. But again, not to overwhelm anyone because trust me, I've been there where it's like, oh my God, I literally have to throw out every single product in yeah. my 
else. We yeah. just do that one step at a time. I am always the biggest advocate to say like what's going in your body is like a tampon or food. I think if you start with food and like really, really clean up your diet and like listen to these tips and tricks that were shared in the episode, you follow the Instagram, like that is going to help change your life in so many ways. Yeah. And get your hands on uh, woman code. That's what the book is called. It's woman, woman code. code. Okay. By Elisa Viti, V-I-T-T-I. So essentially she's this, I think she's from New York, but she's a woman who essentially healed herself from her own PCOS after the doctors told her, hey, you're basically like, fuck, you're going to be fat and infertile your whole life. Doctor. Yeah. So she's like, this can't be my life. So she really just dove into uh, hormonal research. And so she started the center. It's called the Flow Center something in New York where she just helps women change their cycles. And that book just basically kickstarted all of this for us. So if anyone wants to get into that um, research for themselves, that's a great starting point. Amazing. I will definitely include that link in the show notes. Also, obviously the Stellar Cycles podcast and your Instagram, but I want to talk a little bit about your webinar because this is a new addition, right? So what is that? Is it like a website? Are you doing like weekly, monthly live? I don't know, live streams. Honestly, this was like our very first thing that we did. So we're just, you know, we're just going to see how it goes. It was kind of cool. It started as a request from a friend and a listener. He's actually a male, but a very supportive male. He wanted to, he's one of my close friends. We've been, we've known each other for eight years. We've done a lot of business with each other and he has um, employees. I think on the webinar, we had 15 or 16, maybe 16 Maybe, yeah, 16 people. And it was guys and girls. Half and half, actually. Yeah, it was really cool, too. At the end, even guys had questions for their girlfriends. And, like, they were telling us about maybe their partner was trying to get pregnant or maybe one was having severe issues. And they are trying to figure it out together as a couple, which I thought was so sweet. And they were getting advice for them to take back home. So what Andy, uh, Eva's friend, asked us to put into this webinar is like kind of like a presentation to kind of, you know, give a little snapshot of this feminine cycle and like how things are much different for us, the different phases that we talked about, like the foods that this, so, you know, like kind of a little mini course technically on the female okay. cycle. So, yeah, we made like a, a presentation and then we just did like a Zoom meeting like this. We recorded that and then we posted it on our website for anyone who wants access to that. The information's really great. It's talking, Mm -hmm. it's like very concise and it gives you a clear plan on the system that we've personally used. So not only is the front half, it's giving you the education on how the cycle looks and why it matters. What are the um, symptoms? The symptoms and um, the side effects, the diseases, the illnesses that a lot of women that are found commonly in women, how to notice if they're coming up, how to prevent them from happening and using the applicable, I can never say this word, um, techniques to shift it in a natural way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what else did we give them? So we and the sh- system to track the yeah. cycle and how to implement into their life very easily. Yeah. So we gave them the grocery guide. We gave them the, like an example of how to set your calendar for, for like your month, depending on where your phases are at. Just like little actionable ways that they could then take that information and start applying it to their lives. Yeah. And then in the calendar work, we're basically going over kind of what we we shared with you today, just a little bit more in depth about these are the elements, like 
what type of things should you do in each phase and how will that help you? And in this particular webinar, we're really bringing people together to help them function, not only like be women be optimal in their life, but how to function in your career, like how to actually perform at all, in all phases and how to work with your cycle to get the most out of each mm-hmm. phase and how to work with each other within a team to know how to pick up slack. So if you know someone is in this phase, then someone else in this phase will come and step in maybe to do the crucial meeting um, when someone in their luteal phase shouldn't be doing the front. <laughs> shouldn't be talking work, at right? all. <laughs> yeah. so it's about an hour and a half worth of content there. And then you can find it on our Instagram and then you'll go to the landing page and get that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're selling that webinar and if people wanted to do a, um, a private webinar, I'm sure we would do it again. Yeah. yeah. We're just seeing like where things go from there. Yeah. Hearing you talk about this, I'm like, oh my God, we need to like team up because my head is just spinning because it just makes, oh my God. It just like makes literally come to Austin to see you, Rebecca. Oh my God. 100%. Yes. I need a reason. <laughs> Maybe uh, another reason to come to San Diego though. It's pretty cool over here too. Yeah. Yes. But it just like my life has changed. Literally, it's 360 from like all the things that I've implemented in my life. I'm so excited to incorporate everything that we talked about today. Like I'm just imagining, you know, some people, there's two sides of people. There are the people who maybe are a little more, I hate to say like woo-woo inclined, but are like, yeah, I'm open to this. Like I'm I'm open to seeing how this can change my life. And then some people who are just super closed-minded and they're like, this is BS. But like I urge you to just give it a shot because you never know how how your life can truly expand in so many different ways by just incorporating these tips yeah. and tricks that we've been over. I say if it doesn't hurt, it might help. So it's worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of like with nowadays and how everything is saturated on social media with everyone is like marketing some sort of product or trying to sell it. And it's like, this is this changed my life. No, this actually did change our lives yeah. Yeah. and yours too, based on what we can hear. And it's it's truly like the biggest life hack for a woman ever. 100%. On all levels, mm-hmm. physical, spiritual, our bodies look better. Like everything just looks better. Our mm-hmm. spirit, our mind is more clear. Mm-hmm. More we loving. Just, we just want everything. everyone else to feel that way too. Yeah, totally. Well, just, literally first thing after this call, I'm going into my calendar. My Virgo son just loves us so much. And I'm like, what can I change around and maneuver um, and put it into my ovulatory phase so I can look the most beautiful and all the things. I love it so much. Um, also, is your birthday coming up? Yes, it's on the 15th. Okay. I wonder what phase I'm going to be in. I'm right around the new moon. Isn't it on the 14th? Yeah, it's something like that. You're yes. going to get a new moon, a Virgo new moon That's for your so birthday. Cool. I know. It's a Virgo new moon. Mercury goes direct that day. And honestly, like, I think today or tomorrow is the last day of my period. So, okay. Oh, I might be in my... Wow. See, that's I what I love. So stuff. I like doing the math and being like, where are we going to be? How are we going to be feeling? What do we need? <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, um, I want to shout you guys out. Where can they follow you? What's your website? Obviously I will include this all in the show notes, but I like to hear it as well. Stellar cycles pod on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify and podcast. Also stellar cycles. And um, on our on our Instagram is where you'd find our websites, um, yeah. any free downloads that we have available for you. Our Instagram is at Stellar Cycles Pod. 
the type of stuff that we post on there is infographics. We post reels of us making food or of us like showing the lifestyle changes that we've been implementing. The reels have been doing really, really good. So yeah, for anyone who just like wants some fun, vibrant, like graphics to look at that aren't boring and clinical and medical, follow us. <laughs> yes, I'm always so impressed by oh your guys' content. I'm like, can you guys teach me how to do oh, this? Alina <laughs> really kills it with graphics and anything visuals, which is the part that I've always just like drew me to Alina. She oh. knows what looks good. She knows how to make things look good. Oh my goodness. The aesthetics. At the end of the day, like, you know, having following, having like been a follower of this account for a long time, ever since I met Alina and like talking with the two of you, you can tell that this is like very heart centered work. You're very passionate about this. You wholeheartedly believe in it. Like, this is not just, okay, we just like looked up some research and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is, this is a game changer. And you are, I mean, you're already changing so many people's lives, but I just want to empower you guys to keep on going because truly this work is incredible. Rebecca, thank you so much for even inviting us onto the joyride. Congratulations on your podcast. It's been awesome. Just really cool to listen. Um, Yeah. You just have such a glowy and vibrant and like warm personality. And thank you for sharing that with us. Wow. You guys, I love when I get affirmed. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> um, you're just so easy to affirm. I'm like, Oh, it's just Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been such an amazing episode. As I just said, every link, their podcast website webinar, which you guys should all go purchase after you listen to this episode will be included in the show notes. Thank you so much, Alina and Eva for being on the joy ride with me. Thank you, Rebecca. We love the joy ride. We'll ride it again. We'll ride it again. <laughs> it's a real tall off. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.